Welcome back to Rainbow Readers. Today I'm going to be reading, well, my mom's going to be reading. This is a family podcast. It's just Rainbow Readers, and my mom's going to be reading one of the Puppy Place books. So here she is. Oh, hi everyone. I'm Harper's mom. And today she's letting me read a book to you from one of our favorite series, The Puppy Place. This one is a book called Buddy. I'll start in chapter one. Lizzie Peterson pushed open the door of Caring Paws, the animal shelter where she volunteered. Lizzie, is it already three o'clock? The director, Miss Dobbins, looked tired and distracted. We have been so busy here today. Actually, it's only 2.30, Lizzie said. I'm a little early. She wrote her name on the volunteer sign-in sheet and checked the white off board for new names. Who's Skipper? She asked when she saw the name written in red, the color for dogs. And what does that mean, Skipper and company? It was always exciting when a new animal arrived at the shelter. Maybe one of the new dogs would be her family's next foster puppy. Lizzie had been volunteering at Carrie Paws for two months. She came every Saturday afternoon. She loved being around all the dogs and cats and the people who cared for them. Caring Paws was a place for animals that needed homes. Some were strays who'd been found on country roads or in parking lots. The shelter staff tried hard to find their owners. Other cats or dogs had been abandoned, left near a farm or in someone's, on someone's porch. And some were beloved pets that the owners had to give up. Miss Dobbins did her best to find the perfect home for every animal that came to Caring Paws. But while they waited to find their forever families, the animals needed exercise, love, and care. That was where the volunteers came in. There was always work to do. Answering the the phone, cleaning cages, feeding animals, giving them baths. Because Lizzie was only in fourth grade, she didn't do any of those jobs. She got to do the best job of all exercising the dogs. Lizzie was crazy about dogs. She loved to play with them, read about them, make up stories about them, and learn everything she could about them. And she and her brother Charles wanted their own dog more than anything. And they had been bugging their parents about it for years. Lizzie's dad loved dogs too, but mom was more of a cat person. So far, both parents agreed that the family was not ready for a full-time dog. That was partly because of Lizzie's other brother, the Bean. His real name was Adam, but no one ever called him that. He was just a toddler, and keeping him out of trouble took up a lot of everyone's energy. The funny thing was that the Bean loved dogs, too. He loved them so much that he liked to pretend he was one. He crawled around during mealtimes, barked at visitors, and played with dog toys more than kid toys. The bean is enough dog for now, Mom always said. She liked to point out that the bean did not shed fur all over the place, make messes, or chew up their shoes the way a real dog would. For now, Lizzie and Charles had to be happy with part-time puppies. The Petersons had become a foster family, taking care of puppies until the perfect home could be found for each one. So far, they had fostered four different puppies. Goldie, the first puppy, was a happy golden retriever who had belonged to a family whose house had burned down. 
Mr. Peterson was a fireman, and he brought her home after putting out the fire. Goldie ended up living next door with Sammy, Charles' best friend. She was the perfect pal for Sammy's older dog, Rufus. The next pup was Snowball, a fluffy little West Highland White Terrier. He had a lot of energy and a big, big personality. The Petersons found Snowball an excellent home with a nice lady named Mrs. Peabody. Shadow, the serious black lab puppy, came next. With help from Maria, her new friend, Lizzie found him a home with a family that would train him to be a guide dog for a blind person. Then there was Rascal, the wild child. He was an energetic Jack Russell Terrier who could not learn to behave well enough to live with a regular family in a regular house. Rascal had ended up living at a riding stable where he didn't need to have indoor manners. It was the perfect home for a rascally dog. Lizzie, Charles, and the Bean had loved every one of those puppies. They had hoped and wished that they would be able to keep each one themselves. But they knew that the puppies had just had found just the right homes. And that was the most important thing. It had been quite a while since the Petersons had fostered a puppy. That was why Lizzie had started volunteering at Caring Paws in the first place. She missed being around dogs. <clears throat> now, at the shelter, Lizzie could hardly wait to meet the newest dog, Skipper. Is Skipper a boy or a girl? She asked Miss Dobbins. Miss Dobbins paused. She's a girl, she answered after a moment. And here's the thing. We are so full right now that I just don't know where I'm going to put her. I've already got two dogs doubled up in kennel five. We have more than a dozen dogs looking for homes. There's just no room here. And Skipper really, really needs more space to be comfortable. We need a foster family for her. Maybe my family can take her, Lizzie suggested. Is Skipper a puppy? Well, no, said Miss Dobbins, but it doesn't matter, Lizzie interrupted. If she needs a home and there's no room here, I'm sure we can take care of her for a while. I'll just have to convince my mom. She's used to fostering puppies, so talking her into a dog should be a breeze. As they were talking, Miss Dobbins was leading the way down the hall to the dog room. She and Lizzie walked past the exam room where a visiting vet checked out every animal that came into the shelter. They passed the tub room, the scene of many soapy, hairy messes, and then they, there were two cat rooms. Lizzie peeked in. She could see all kinds of cat and kitten, cats and kittens. They were napping and climbing and cleaning themselves. As they approached the dog room, Lizzie could hear dogs barking. It was funny. Sometimes only one dog was barking in the dog room, but other times all the dogs started barking at once as if there were kids in a classroom yelling, call on me, call on me. <clears throat> now, if you hear a baby in the background, that's Harper's little brother, Shepard. And if you hear a three-year-old in the background, that's Harper's little sister, Olive. So that's not a part of the book. That's just a part of our family. <clears throat> Miss Dobbins pushed open the door to the dog room. Instead, inside, yeah, there were ten kennels made of metal fencing that stretched from the floor to the ceiling. Each kennel had a comfy bed, a sign on the outside with the dog's name, and directions about feeding and walking. 
Each kennel also had a doggy door that could open to a fenced area outdoors. A fenced area outdoors. So the dogs could get outside on their own when there wasn't a volunteer to walk them. The room was warm and bright. There were hand-painted number signs for each kennel. Lizzie knew that animal shelters could be sad places, and she was glad that Caring Paws always seemed cheerful and homey. Miss Dobbins pointed at kennel number one, the cage nearest the door. That's Skipper, she said, and now you know what and company means. There in the kennel was a brown and tan dog with a silky soft coat. Her big cocoa brown eyes were shining, and she had ears that stood straight up. Right now, they were pointed toward the door, as if Skipper had a radar. But Skipper didn't jump to her feet the way most dogs did when you came into the kennels. She just stayed there. She was looking at Miss Dobbins, looking up at Miss Dobbins. Skipper wondered who the new person was. Could she trust her? Should she stand up and show off her treasure? She decided it was safe. When Skipper moved, Lizzie gasped. Oh my, she said when she saw what was curled up in the curve of Skipper's belly. Three puppies, three tiny, adorable brown and tan puppies. They were just beginning to squirm themselves awake. And that's the end of chapter one. Chapter two. For a minute, Lizzie couldn't say anything. She just stared. Oh, she finally sighed. They are so, so cute. The puppies had fluffy, soft-looking coats. Two of them were mostly brown with tan markings. One of those puppies was a darker brown, and one was lighter. They were both larger than the third puppy, who was mostly tan with brown markings. All three looked sleepy and cozy, curled up near their mother. One of them yawned as Lizzie was watching, and she could see its curly pink tongue. Another one got up and tottered away from its mother on unsteady legs. Its tiny tail stuck straight up in the air. Lizzie knew her brother Charles would love these puppies. The two bigger ones are girls said miss dobbins and the little tan one is a boy see the heart on his chest just then the tan pup climbed over one of his sisters and lizzie spotted the white markings miss dobbin was talking about they look like they might be part german shepherd she said or maybe chow or maybe chow Lizzie had a Dog Breeds of the World poster in her room at home. She loved to study it and learn about every kind of dog. Usually she could tell right away what breed of dog she was looking at, but Skipper and her puppies looked like they were a mix of breeds. All American dogs, her poster called them mutts, her dad always said. He said mixed breeds were the best dogs. Miss Dobbins agreed. She had told Lizzie that mutts were often combined often combine that mutts often combine the best things about each breed creating a new kind of dog that was good looking healthy and strong for example if a dog's father was a labrador retriever and his mother was a collie you might get a puppy that was great with kids and liked to fetch balls like a lab and was also loyal and had a soft silky coat like a collie 
We haven't quite figured out what mix these puppies are, said Miss Dobbins. They may have some golden retriever in them, too. They're so friendly and sweet. <clears throat> what are their names, asked Lizzie. Miss Dobbins shrugged. It's been so crazy around here, I haven't had a chance to name the puppies, she answered. Julie named the mother Skipper, but we figured that whoever adopts the pup should get to name them. Lizzie liked Julie. She was a senior in high school who worked at the shelter. Lizzie thought Julie was the coolest. She seemed to know everything about dogs and cats. Plus, she was always coming up with great ideas for making the shelter work better, like the color-coded wipe-off board. Lizzie stared at Skipper's family. The puppies were making soft whimpering and snuffling noises as they pushed towards their mother, getting ready to nurse. How old are they, she asked. We think they're four or five weeks old, said Miss Dobbins. They have their eyes open and they can walk and run even around. They can even run around a bit. They can walk and even run around a bit. So they aren't too young, but they still need their mother. They're just about ready to start eating solid food, but they're not quite ready to be on their own. So that means Lizzie was just beginning to figure it out. Miss Dobbins nodded. I think you get the picture, she said. Whoever fosters Skipper takes the puppies, too. The whole litter. It's a package deal and not one that everybody is ready for. It's a lot of responsibility. I know, said Lizzie. Charles and I have taken care of puppies. One puppy at a time is plenty. Three puppy puppies and a mom. Wow. Not only that, said Miss Dobbins. But there's a time commitment, too. If someone takes these puppies, they're going to have to keep them until they're old enough to go to their real homes. Like, until they're eight weeks old, Lizzie asked. She had learned a lot about puppies. That's right, said Miss Dobbins. Lizzie nodded. It wouldn't be easy to talk her mother into fostering Skipper and the puppies. Especially for three or four whole weeks. But Lizzie was sure that the Petersons were the perfect family to take them in. She had already fallen completely in love with the puppies, and she knew she and her family could give them all the care they needed. Where did they come from, she asked. Miss Dobbin sighed. A policeman found them living in the back of a supermarket near the dumpsters. Skipper had made a nest out of old cardboard boxes, and she was getting by on whatever food she could find in the garbage. She did her best, but it wasn't easy taking care of her pups under those conditions. Lizzie felt tears spring into her eyes. Just thinking about it, that's so sad, she said. She hated to imagine how a sweet dog like Skipper could have ended up living in a parking lot. Skipper's puppies are pretty wonderful too, said Miss Dobbins. When the policeman found the puppy, Skipper was off finding food. The two girl puppies were huddled around the little boy puppy, keeping him warm. They are the best kind of big sisters. The whole time, Lizzie and Miss Dobbins had been talking, a dog had been barking like crazy. Now suddenly, all the rest of the dogs decided they needed to bark too. The noise filled the dog room, bouncing off the concrete floors and walls. The only dog who wasn't barking was Skipper. He was nuz- She was nuzzling her puppies while they nursed. She seemed calm and content even in the midst of all the noise. Miss Dobbins smiled at Lizzie and shook her head. What a racket, she yelled. Let's go back to the office and talk where we can hear each other. Lizzie took one more look at Skipper and her puppies. She felt her throat close up as if she were about to cry. Skipper had done everything she could to take care of her family. 
She deserved a break. She deserved some help. Can I call my mom? Lizzie asked as soon as she and Miss Dobbins walked into the office. A dog and three puppies. A dog and three puppies. This was a big deal. Skipper needed the Petersons' help. Lizzie needed to talk to her family. Miss Dobbins nodded toward the phone. Go right ahead, she said. Lizzie dialed her number and crossed her fingers while the phone rang. When her mother said, hello, Lizzie said, mom, it's me, Lizzie. You'll never believe it, but there's a dog here I think we should foster. A dog, her mom said, not a puppy. Well, said Lizzie, can you come down here and bring dad and Charles in the bean too? I think it's time for a Peterson powwow. Welcome back to Rainbow Readers. This is one of the family podcasts, and we're going to be reading chapter three of Puppy Place. Buddy, chapter, I mean chapter four of Buddy. And it's my grandma again. Okay, here we go. Chapter four. Charles woke up early the next morning. As soon as he opened his eyes, he remembered puppies. He threw on a sweater over his pajamas and he ran downstairs, thankful that it was Sunday and he could spend the whole day at home with Skipper and her three babies. The house was quiet. When he turned on the light in the the kitchen, Skipper looked up at him with her warm, soft brown eyes. Charles felt lucky to be the first one up. It gave him a chance to be alone with the puppies. Things had been so crazy the night before, he had not had a chance to really get to know them. Once the whole family had agreed to foster Skipper and her puppies, things had moved really fast. After a crash course in puppy raising from Mrs. Dobbins, the Petersons had brought the whole gang home that very night. Before dinner, Dad had gone into town and brought a big box that once had held a washing machine. He also brought egg rolls and chicken lo mein from China Star. That was Charles's favorite dinner, next to pizza. Before they sat down to eat, Charles, Lizzie, and Dad cut up the big box and put it in a corner of the kitchen. Once they made an opening for a door, it was the perfect bed for Skipper and her puppies. The bean donated one of his old baby blankets and two of his favorite dog toys, his fluffy sheepskin, Dolly, and the long tattered snake. It took the rest of the evening to get Skipper and her puppies settled in, and by bedtime, Charles and Lizzie were exhausted. Even the bean climbed up into his big boy bed without any of his usual tricks. Mom and Dad had promised to check on the puppies at least once in the middle of the night. Now in the early morning light of the kitchen, Skipper lifted her head and thumped her tail when Charles approached the box. Good girl, said Charles, patting Skipper's silky ears. The three puppies were deep in sleep, but they began to stir when they heard Charles. Charles reached up into the box to pick up the darker brown girl puppy. It's okay, Skipper, he told the mother dog. Mrs. Dobson said it's time to start letting the pups get used to people. I promise I'll be very careful. Skipper knew she could trust the boy. He was gentle and kind, but it wasn't easy to see her puppy so far away. She whimpered softly and watched him closely as the boy put the puppy in his lap. Charles sat cross-legged on the kitchen floor, cuddling the soft, warm, squirmy pup. You're up early, said Dad when he came into the kitchen a few minutes later. He got the coffee machine going, then knelt to pat Skipper. 
Lizzie arrived next, and soon she was sitting on the floor near Charles, holding the light brown girl puppy. By the time everyone was downstairs, the kitchen was warm and bright and full of good smells as Dad flipped pancakes on the stove. Skipper was already beginning to get used to having people touch her puppies, and Charles and Lizzie were getting to know their new guests. Uppy, said Bean, running over to reach for a puppy. No, no, said Mom, catching him by the shirt. No was not Bean's favorite word. He stared up at Mom. You can look and you can pet a puppy if Charles or Lizzie is holding it, Mom told him. But the puppies are still very little and we have to be very careful with them. Bean looked right. Bean looked like he might start crying. Sit here, Charles said quickly, patting the floor beside him. Watch. The puppies were going to eat breakfast, and he and Lizzie had tucked their puppies back into the box with their mother. They had been whining, and Lizzie knew they must be hungry. And sure enough, they ran straight to Skipper and began to nurse. The puppies were so interested to watch that the Petersons forgot all about their own breakfast. The pancakes just sat on the table, getting cold. What about the little boy, Mom asked after a while. Why is he not getting anything to eat? That's because his big sisters always push him out of the way, Charles said. And gently, Mom reached into the box and helped the tan boy find a place to nurse. Then she patted Skipper on the head. Skipper licked the nice lady's hand. She had a feeling that lady must be a mommy, too. The lady knew that Skipper's little boy needed a little help. The boy puppy is very shy, said Lizzie, and the girl with the dark brown hair is very adventurous, said Charles. She's always the first one to check out something new. The lighter one seems to be very loving, Dad noted. She's full of kisses and she loves to be held. It was amazing how each of the puppies had their own personalities, even though they were so young. We need to name them, said Charles. Well, they're forever families. We'll probably want to do that, Mom said. She was always quick to remind Charles and Lizzie that they were only the foster family. Mrs. Dobbins says we could give them temporary names, Lizzie said. I was thinking about Tic Tac and Toe. That's silly, Charles said. He had another idea. I vote for Eeny, Meeny, Miny, and Mo. But there's only three puppies, Lizzie said. Oops, that was true. Maybe he hadn't really thought those names through, but Charles didn't want to give up. Right, he said, who would name a puppy Meanie? Lizzie just sat there shaking her head. How about Larry, Moe, and Curly, asked Dad. Those were the names of the three stooges on TV. I used to love those guys, and he gave Charles a noogle on his head. Nuck, 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 he said in a funny voice. Now Mom was shaking her head. The three stooges were all boys, she reminded Dad. I think we should name the puppies after their colors. What do you mean, said Lizzie? Well, we could call the light brown girl Cinnamon, Mom said. Lizzie considered that name for a long time. I like it, she said. She reached for the sweet girl puppy who was extra drowsy after eating. <clears throat> Charles liked it too. Cinnamon toast was one of his favorite snacks. Yeah, and the darker brown one could be cocoa, he added. Her soft brown fur reminded him of hot chocolate, something he liked to drink very much. And what about you, buddy? Lizzie asked the little boy who was nosing, nosing around the box. What is your name going to be? How about 
Buddy, Charles asked. The name didn't have anything to do with the puppy's color, but everyone noticed that the tiny boy puppy looked up when Charles said his name. He just seems like a little buddy, you know? The puppy looked up at Charles again. There it is, yeah. Okay, said Lizzie, laughing. Buddy it is. I think all the names are perfect, said Charles. He could not have felt happier. If there was anything more wonderful than fostering one puppy, it was fostering three. Okay, we're all done with that chapter.